India is the fifth highest generator of plastic waste. India generates a humongous 3.3 million metric tons of plastic waste every year. 10 lakh plastic bottles are currently being purchased every second. In India, plastic waste per person doubled between 2016 and 2020. Our next generation will see more plastic than fish in the ocean if serious actions are not taken. The Ganga River basin has the world's second largest plastic polluted watershed. The amount of plastic waste is so enormous right now that it can cover the entire earth four times over. It's killing our planet, killing our sea life, and slowly killing us. The government is speeding up its fight against plastic pollution. by announcing the ban on single use plastic at a time when the amount of plastic waste created by each of us in the country has more than doubled the question is will this ban break our bond with plastic or will its utility preserve and make it a forbidden fruit one with great demand making it yet another bogus ban we dive into today's episode seeking answers to these questions with Ashok Menon of Sabic which is the largest producer of petrochemicals Afroz Shah lawyer and activist and my colleague Gurmi Goswami It's Thursday July 21st from the Economic Times I'm your host Kalpana Patak and you are listening to Single Use Plastic Can a ban beat it on the morning brief India hosted the World Environment Day of 2018. The theme was Beat Plastic Pollution. We took an ambitious step to lead the fight against climate change by announcing a ban on single-use plastic. But the results were nothing close to what the government would have pinned its hopes on. Urmi takes us back before we go forward. It wasn't that the ban was effective really because it's very difficult to effect a complete ban on items which have become so critical or so ubiquitous actually there was no clarity on what would constitute single use items the, the the issue was this is that you already had many states ban items and those would be classified as single use mainly plastic bags so in taking a decision on what would constitute single use items single use plastic items yes you looked at the global picture but you also then did kind of a matrix between utility and littering potential so those with low utility and high littering potentials are the items that you see on this 20 list so the intention is in place but the execution has miles to go the first attack on plastic did not work as envisaged but this time the government has included items which are easily replaceable and highly disposable the 20 plastic items banned includes plastic earbuds plastic flags candy sticks ice cream sticks thermocol plastic cutlery and straw among others as many as 25 states have already banned plastic bags but did it work 
no. So what will work this time? These are items where replacement items are possible or are already part of the ecosystem. So yes, the manufacturer who is making the single-use plastic plates will not be able to continue to do that. But it is not as if the alternatives aren't around and available. So that's the reason why we will see a better chance of this particular effort actually being successful. It's the kind of items you have chosen which are in use, but the utility level is low. Two is alternatives exist. And what the government has actually done is taken time with manufacturers, with small and medium enterprises, which are actually sometimes involved in making these products and helping them out. So there has been this background work that's happened. So the world is coming up with sustainable alternatives to plastic. From a more common use of wood and bamboo, to hemp, to seaweed, to mushroom. Companies in many countries are working on fully compostable packaging. For instance, in Thailand, banana leaves are replacing plastic for food packaging. In Europe, a combination of agricultural waste is mixed and dried to replace thermocol packaging. I caught up with Afroz, who led the cleanup of the Warsaw Beach in Mumbai, and asked him his take on the ban. Ban, to me, has a negative connotation. But having said that, what I feel is uh, some plastics are unnecessary, completely unnecessary. So they must go. But to draw up the larger picture, does every plastic which travels on nature, Mother Nature must be banned? My answer is to say no. Because you see, plastic has its own utility. Let me tell you, it mitigates global warming. And some plastic will be required, will be handled. What we don't require is unnecessary plastic. Then plastic which are difficult to recycle, you know, like multi-layer packaging. Impossible to even if you try to retrieve it. So this single-use plastic ban, which has been done by the government, you'll understand there's an environmental issue. They want to tackle it. India tops the list of countries where lakhs of tons of mismanaged plastic waste finds its way into the ocean every year. 40% of the waste we generate is through single-use plastic, which cannot be recycled. Part of the rest, however, is put to recycling and road construction, among other uses. So where does the problem lie? With companies, policymakers, or end consumers? As the behavioral changes are required, you know, mass movement of people to come forward saying that this is a good plastic, we should not litter it, this must go back. Now, as far as companies who are producing plastic in the way the packagings are being designed, the designing must be to make it easily recyclable. That's the key. If you mix too many plastic, too many polymers, or mix polymers with the metal or paper, it's a disaster for recycling. You may sell the product well, but you'll have to look at the fact that your product may do well in other packaging also, which is easy on Mother Nature. So companies who do this packaging must have to think. That's where circular economy at the design stage comes. Then the second stage is when consumers make their choices. Citizens must make it properly. Why should they get that particular plastic? Can you get in bulk packaging? I'll give an example of fabric detergent. Last four months, we arranged for bulk packaging of fabric detergent. Around 7 tons, 7,000 kg was purchased by them without a single-use plastic. And it all came in bulk packaging from the very company where they are selling in small packaging. It was easy on their pocket. Then it had a littering impact that no litter was generated. 
and then carbon footprint automatically goes. More than 3 lakh packets went off the shelf in three months and it came in one big packaging. And the third is these uh, corporates who produce plastic. How long the government has been telling them? How many plastic companies are actually coming forward and uh, d- d- coming at the ground? So companies will have to do it. Then the fourth aspect is the urban local bodies. You see, urban local bodies are having problem because they just talk about plastic. So you'll have to find out which is the problematic plastic, which is the difficult plastic, which is the easy plastic, and then segregate. As Afrok said, multi-layer packaging is an issue. I asked Ashok how he sees this ban and multi-layer packaging. Ashok is Director Sustainability Strategy for Asia-Pacific at Saudi Aramco-owned Sabic. So we recognize the challenges with single-use plastics and at the end of the day, how to get much better at developing the whole value chain around managing plastics and dealing with the end-of-life issue. Even if you see from the Indian perspective, not all single-use plastics are bad because they continue to generate value, maybe personal protective equipments for healthcare industry, especially protection against COVID or food packaging to reduce food waste. However, these also create challenges which would actually lead to an increase in plastic waste. There are multiple layers of polymers that go into certain products and this becomes a challenge or a nightmare when it comes to recycling. So how can you kind of look at design in such a fashion that we are looking at engineering solutions to come up with polymer properties such that a single layer is good enough to kind of solve the problems which we have been addressing through multi layers. So is Sabic taking any steps to address this issue? The entire value chain needs to play a critical role. Of course, nobody will deny the importance of responsible consumer behavior and getting people to handle their litter more responsibly. However, consumer behavior change or instructional campaign forms just one part of the solution. An entity or an individual cannot achieve this on their own. And this is the reason if you look at we actually became a founding member of Alliance to End Plastic Waste. It has primarily four action areas. Developing infrastructure, driving innovation, uh, education engagement, and last one is cleaner. So what happens here is as a member, we not just contribute to this organization's fund, but also our people participate and help in choosing all the right projects and also help with strategic decision making. We are actually right now with the help of Alliance, we are running multiple pilot programs in India, as well as in multiple jurisdictions across the globe. And these members of Alliance include the waste collectors, the recyclers, the converters, the material producers like ourselves. And we are all joining force with money to go invest in infrastructural projects. As I said, if we do that in India, without South Asia, China and well, mature markets believe that because plastic pollution is not just concentrated in one a geography, global problem. Over 94 countries in the world have enforced a full or partial ban on single-use plastic. In June 2019, Tanzania banned plastic. Even tourists are asked to surrender any plastic bags before entering Tanzania. Of the million of tons of plastic waste generated annually in Tanzania, 70% was due to plastic bags alone. Today, it has cleaner oceans. The World Bank data shows that 2 billion tons of municipal solid waste is being generated annually, 
and almost a third of this is not well disposed of. The blame partly lies on the companies which do not follow the EPR or the Extended Producer Responsibility Policy. EPR lists guidelines for businesses to ensure environment-friendly ways to dispose of plastic waste. There's lots of greenwashing happening in this world and there is lots of greenwashing will happen in the future. So it's just not advisable to do paperwork where waste management and circular economy is concerned. But concrete ground action, there must be a proper trail of the waste. And not only waste, this whole EPR policy or you look at the plastic waste management rules, it's all centered around the fact that post-litter narrative. Once the litter is generated, what to do? But the narrative must shift to pre-litter, pre-litter narrative, saying that why shouldn't we generate garbage? The good news is, as Ashok tells me, that India recycles much more plastic than any country in the world. And this happens through the network of rat pickers, waste collectors and segregators that India has. He adds that companies are laying emphasis on sorting of plastics and bringing in technological interventions to trace garbage for better waste management. We are uh, definitely reading the recycling but there is a lot more we can do, introducing newer, newer technologies, going beyond mechanical recycling and having good ways to kind of look at sorting also. Today, uh, additional emphasis is being given, even not just to collection, but sorting of these plastics, because sorting of these plastics would play a critical role in determining the quality of the uh, final product that comes in. So technologies like artificial intelligence uh, are being introduced to look at advanced sorting machines because they are all adding value. So we are doing okay, but there is still a lot of room for improvement. And the bigger challenge is how do you create value of the recycled products, not downcycle it, but upcycle in a way there will be demand, value creation at larger revenue. And again, collection, which is actually one of the biggest challenge. But then also with technologies that would enable lower cost solutions. Example, we are looking at digital watermarking on the packaging so that you can more easily access and track those with automated tools, understanding the source of it uh, when we are looking at the reprocessing them. So we are partnering with uh, the alliance with companies, even like uh, Reliance, also with some of the leading recycling companies that are in the space of waste collection. Now you have a large informal sectors who are collecting the mixed plastic waste. Great livelihood for them. How can you enhance it by kind of increase the value of the plastics that you are collecting and recycling? Biggest challenge for our industry is that we were used to dealing with our downstream value chain. This requires a much more collaborative approach with the waste collection side of the equation to be taken into consideration. Wrapped up in the plastic ban is a problem of plenty. Plastic's versatility outpaces its menace. It may be a villain, but the plastic pose is here to stay. What can, however, be done is effecting an action plan for its treatment at all levels, policymakers, companies, municipalities, and consumers. Effective designing is to reduce multi-layer packaging and investing in treatment and recycling of plastic waste 
is as important as setting up petrochemical hubs. The road to India's goal of being a 5 trillion economy means that India's petrochemical manufacturing will go up. That means more plastic generation and more consumption. But the aim should not be to create more waste. The only solution therefore is an investment in treating and recycling the waste along with ensuring a sustained effort to cut down consumption. So the next time you find yourself in the company of the plastic pose think can you refuse it can you reuse it and finally can you recycle it you have been listening to the single use plastic can a ban beat it with me kalpana patak on the morning brief thank you urmi afroz and ashok for joining in with your insights this episode was produced by surbi modi from the economic times and sondarya jayachandran from avas sound editors indranil bhattacharjee from the economic times and swati joshi from avas executive producers anupriya bahadur and arijit barg we hope you like this episode do share it on your social media networks the morning brief drops every tuesday thursday and friday do tune into et play our latest platform for all audio content including morning brief have a great week ahead